This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash south. Guys. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Nick. How are you? You're still with us, Nick. We're recording this, uh, whatever today is, Wednesday the 25th or something like that. Of uh, August. Just after... <laughs> Just after the uh, the listener mailbag, we just looked around and said, "What do we want to talk about?" And we're like, "We should talk about a comment or a statement that Nick made in the sermon this last Sunday." But before we do that, a random question: hmm. What is a church, Dave? That's not <laughs> random. Oh, sorry, is that targeted? Well, I mean, do you have a better random? Come up with a random question on well, the spot. No, I mean, let's just—that's what we decided we were going to talk about. <laughs> oh, oh, so no, I, I thought we random, were going to but... talk about the uh, the quote from this last week. But... Well, yeah. What did just, what did what... Nick say? What did Nick say in his in his sermon? <laughs> Nick, what did you say? You're here. We have we have the we have kind of the the author of Nick's kind of the originator of Nick's All sermon right, listen, here. Yeah, we have listen, both originators. Right. Here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> you guys are so confusing. All right. Uh, a local church is only a church. This is Nick's quote. A local church is only a church if they gather together or assemble. In Acts 19, when the people came together, it's literally the word assembly. Think about this in regards to the riot that just happened in last week's text. Dave and I were talking about it last week, and he said, just kind of offhanded, huh, how silly would it be to talk about a multi-site riot? I'm serious. Think back to last summer and all the unrest that was happening around the country. Think about the riots that happened in Minneapolis, St. Louis, and Chicago. Was that one riot, three sites? No. Three different riots, three different assemblies. And it's the same with the assembly of a local church. Same word. A local church is a church when they gather or assemble together to do all the things a church does with elders that shepherd the flock of God that is among them, like it says in 1 Peter 5, 1 and 2. That's the nature of a biblical church. What do you think? Dave, as, respond to Nick's, to Nick's. As the statement. one quoted in Nick's sermon, yeah. <laughs> I agree. You agree. With myself okay. and Nick quoting me. Great. Nick, do you agree with that? Oh, I, you agree I, with what you said? I do agree with what I said. Oh, that's good. And I was just, you know, as I was preaching that text in Acts 20, I just noticed that, you know, in verse, I think it's 17, when Paul calls the elders of the Ephesian church together. And that's the same word. It's the same word that yep. was used yep. for the assembly of the riot in Acts 19. Yep. And it just became such a stark contrast of the values and the idols of one riot versus the values and the, the object of worship in the local church. All right. And so that's why that's why I brought it up, because it's right there. It's yep. right there in the text. It's in the text, yeah. Um, what would you say... So uh, your, your comment about... Well, before we get to the comments, so... Positively, then, Dave, Nick, uh, what Nick said is a local church is a church when they gather or assemble together to do all the things the church does with elders that shepherd the flock of God that is among them, like it says in 1 Peter 5, 1 and 2. This is the nature of a biblical church. So my initial question is, is a church a church if it never assembles? Can you call yourself a church, biblically speaking, if... You, with the others that you call a part of your church, never come together and assemble. It is my conviction that you cannot. Okay, so it is not a church if you never assemble. Not in the not in the biblical definition of what we see, and and I, I think you can, I think you can make that case. Not just with the word 
ecclesia, which is significant. But you've even got places in, you know, Nick mentioned First Peter 5 this week. Uh, I'm preaching the week after Nick preached. You know, we're going to talk, Paul, Paul's talking to the Ephesian elders, and he's telling them to pay careful attention to themselves and to all the flock. And he means that church that was just referred to in verse 17 in Ephesus. That's who he's talking about. And we know that even more than just kind of uh, seeing what happened from Acts, I think it's is it Acts 14, 23, somewhere there, 14, something, 3, 3, 13, 14, 23, somewhere <laughs> in there where uh, it says, Paul appointed elders in every city, uh, distinct elders in every city for each church that he planted. Uh, so we just see that that's Paul's pattern. Is here's a here's a city, here's a church I'm planting, and this church, this gathering, this ecclesia, this people that's going to gather, is going to have also local leadership. So we see it both in the gathering of the people and the leadership that's appointed. And I think that th- that's why even when Paul writes his letters, he he says to the church in, to the church in, to the church in. Uh, he's he's talking to local places that gather together and have local leaders. That's good. So, Nick, uh, you said uh, local church to church when they gather or assemble together, do all the things a church does. Mm -hmm. What does a church do? What do a church does? What do a church does, (laughs) dude? (laughs) Wow. I'll edit that out. Yeah. So, no, that's good. Leave it in. Leave it in, man. Um, Yeah, a church gathers um, to affirm one another's faith, exercise the keys of the kingdom. So we get that from you know Matthew 16 and Matthew 18. Wait, is that the same thing, affirm one another's faith, is exercising the keys of the kingdom? Well, n- not exactly the okay. same thing. All right, but all right. it's, yeah. Why don't but you line it all up and then I'll... Uh, you can correct me. Uh, no, I'm it. not going to correct you at all, Nick. I'm just going <clears> to <throat> ask you more questions after you say it all. Affirm sure. one another's faith, exercise the keys of the kingdom, which is... Which is... Uh, um, Basically, the authority that the church has been given is to say who's in and who's out. Um, And so we do that by the front door of baptism and say we are affirming your faith. And historically, baptism has been tied to a local body as a way to welcome someone into, into this church. This gathering. This gathering, right. And then... This assembly. We continue to watch over... So watching over one another's faith is a part of exercising the keys of the kingdom because we continue to do that in communion, where we continue to affirm one another's faith and say, yes, you know, I recognize you as a brother or a sister, and we come together at the table to reaffirm that and to reaffirm our promises to one another, you know, and to partake of this supper with the Lord as a local body. And every day between communions, we exhort one another every day, as long right. as it's called today, to encourage each other yep. towards and that. none of us would be hardened by right. deceitfulness of sin. Um, the other things that a local church does is gathers for corporate worship. So we gather to read and listen to and sit under the word in various ways. And we gather together to pray together, um, you know, and we gather together to, um, you know, worship together. And so those are the things that the church does. Yeah. I mean, Acts, the end of Acts 2 is a good kind of summary for what the church 
did and will always do. You know, the the teaching of the apostles, which we now have in the New Testament, yep. the breaking of bread, the prayers, the fellowship. That's that's what we're doing. They, uh, week in and week out, and then we, uh, in between there, we're exhorting one another every day. We're, we're gathering into smaller groups where we can be in each other's lives to encourage one another's faith. And then where Nick was going, and then he forgot because he was doing just an exquisite job. He just got too involved. There's, there's a back door called oh, church right. discipline Yep. Where, where that would be a place where we would say we can no longer affirm your faith, and because we love you, uh, we would we have to... We have to say you, you can't be here anymore taking the supper with us because we can't affirm your faith anymore. You're still welcome to be here um, and worship and hear about Jesus and, and all that because we want any unbeliever to hear about Jesus, but you can't take the table with us. Barring the, circumstances of safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain times where <clears throat> yeah, we, we, would, we would ask people not to come absolutely. to the church. Yeah. Um, so, and the, another backdoor would simply be like removal from membership in good standing as well, or yes. removal from membership by way of non-attendance. Like we don't know that you're here. We can't, yep. we're not yeah. looking over your faith at all. And there's no like real way to get back to like Dave's comments and Nick's comments on the locality of the local church. Like if, uh, people aren't here present among us, uh, there's not a way in which we can look out for their faith, or vice versa. Um, and therefore, uh, to say that we are members of one another feels, you know, hollow. So there's two episodes. We did an episode with Jonathan Lehman on congregationalism and an episode on membership, um, you know, previously, sometime in the last, you know, year since this podcast has been around. Both of those episodes unpack a bit more of what it means to talk about the keys of the kingdom, which as a Protestant church, we do not believe that we absolutely exercise the ability to say this person is going to heaven, this person is going to hell. Right. But we say that rather, as best as we can say, that there's the perspective that we have, that we can affirm your faith as much as it comes upon a profession of faith and you're baptized and your life looks like it's in step with the gospel. And then... We can no longer affirm your faith because either you're not here, uh, we don't know what's going on in your life, or your life is out of step with the gospel or something like that. So we would then just say, you know, for somebody still professing to be a believer but walking in unrepentant sin, we don't know your heart for sure. Jesus does, but as best we can tell, we cannot affirm your faith in the way that we did initially. So that's what a church assembles to do. What else do you say, Dave? Yeah, just just that it's a, it's an integrity issue too. At one point, even uh, removal by non-attendance, because as elders, we're called to watch over people's souls. And if we're going, you know, we've tried, and we can't get a hold of you for three months, six months, nine months, and we just don't know where you are. At that point, it's an integrity issue for the eldership and even the membership as well to go. There's just no real way in which we're doing what a church is called to do. And therefore, uh, it's a good thing to do to have integrity as a church, as, as you watch over one another's faith. Amen. So we started out by talking about, can a, uh, a multi-site riot happen? Can you call a riot? I think, uh, as Nick said, you know, Chicago, St. Louis... Minneapolis is that one riot in three locations, or is that 
three separate riots. The assertion was it's three separate riots. What does that mean for the nature of churches and multi-site phenomenon that, you know, Bethlehem is certainly a part of. Other churches have been a part of for probably the last four or five decades since the dawn of the church growth movement. I can't remember all the history, but probably not really, you know, burgeoning into what we call multi-site until the 80s or 90s. Just what would we say about that? Is is a multi-site church one church? Or is a multi-site church, and or is there a way that a multi-site church could conceive of itself in the ways that we're talking about, gathering together to do these things? Or is a multi-site church really multiple churches? I'm going right for it, guys. So just yeah, humor I, me. I suppose there's a way a multi-site church could uh, move towards these things if it found a way to regularly gather together. However, the impetus to become multi-site normally centers around, I mean, practically geography. It's just normally how it works. We, we want something like this that's kind of far away from where we are because we think it's a good thing. So I don't, I don't think there's, you know, there's always bad motives behind it or anything like that. Um, but I think that because of what the very impetus is, we're, we're, we're not close. We, we can't really do this well um, all together. We need to separate out to have it at different places. It would be a very rare thing for a, for a multi-site place to really be able to carry out any of the things that Nick described or the one another's or the local shepherding in a significant or meaningful way. Anything you'd add to that, Nick? I don't think so. I agree. I would say, biblically, the definition of a church, if, if biblically, which is we already affirmed, the definition of a church means that we need to assemble to do those things together on some sort of regular basis, then regardless of the name <laughs> on these multi-sites, whatever they are, wherever they are, if there is no gathering, then there are three separate biblical churches. So the key question again would be to put a fine point on it is, you know, can a church call itself a church if it never gathers together? Like if there's far flung places where you never see somebody else that you call yourself part of one church, our answer would be at least that's three elders here at South would be. That's fair. No, mm-hmm. no, we, we would not say that that's a church if there's no aspect in which no, no way in which, uh, it gathers. Um, so, so is South Campus a church? Yeah. Well, I did, even in my sermon, say this South Church. <laughs> assembly, gathering. Yeah. I, yeah, I think by the definitions we're using from the Bible, the, the functions the Bible lays forward as part of that definition, I think practically that's how, uh, that, that, not even just by definition, but I think that's even how we think of ourselves. I mean, as, as, our, as our South elders gather, we're keeping watch over the souls of the South members, and mm-hmm. we expect the South members to keep, to exhort one another every day. I, I don't have expectations of South members exhorting every day uh, North members, and I don't have expectations of um, South elders to be investing in counseling and loving uh, downtown 
members. That's not to say that can never happen. Like there's just being a Christian that happens and there's cross pollination that happens naturally sometimes. And I think that's an okay thing to, to do, but it's, it's not what a church is. Yep. So one of the things we're seeking to do to put a plug in for it is on September 12th, we are gathering as our normal uh, course of action on Sunday morning and we're going to have baptisms, actually, God willing, uh, a few baptisms. And then we're going to reconvene either in the afternoon or in the evening, I'm not sure which, but with food, fellowship, and then gather back together as a church, the members specifically, and affirm uh, a number of people into uh, membership, uh, hopefully with hearing a measure of their testimonies, including some of the people that will be baptized uh, that morning, at least one, maybe two people that will be baptized that morning um, that will be then also joining the membership um, roles. So we'll hear testimonies, and then we'll also vote out people you know, to have left our fellowship in good standing. Um, you know, either they've uh, found another church sometimes. Uh, I can't remember with who we're potentially voting off, but maybe by way of non-attendance, we're voting them off the rolls. And we're gathering together to do that as a family and uh, try to strike a note that's familial and definitely connecting together more the idea of baptism and membership by doing it on the same day. Anything else you'd want to say about what we're going to do on September 12th? gathering together again as a as a church I, I mean I think I think you covered it um, our our desire though I mean what I would just want to keep saying every time we talk about South uh, family meetings is you know in the past there's been you know when it's when it's when it's been all downtown there's been really really low attendance of South folks and I understand why it's far away it's a Sunday night feels a little bit um, probably just procedural and I've loved the attendance we've had at our South ones and we've had them here you know we've had like five or six times more people than we ever had downtown and what my ambition would be for anyone listening and if you know people who don't listen you can spread this ambition uh, with our with our glad endorsement would be that we'd have as often as possible one member of every household that would come to these family meetings and that, that, that you'd begin to see it as a really, really important moment in the life of our church as we affirm membership, as we remove members, as we hear testimonies, as we take questions, um, that this is a really important family moment. This is one of the most important things we do together and that people would plan and prioritize that way. That's, that's, just my, that's my prayer. And just to say we need the body to be the body. We need the church to be the church. One of the things I'm hoping to mark the time with is also a, bingo. a large amount of, uh, of bingo. <laughs> a large amount of bingo. There might be another bingo game with maybe books instead of marshmallows this time, but we'll see. Um, books seems to be more of a common theme for what I would give away typically. Uh, all that being said, but to really mark the time with prayer, yeah. a lot of prayer yeah. in the body, not only directed from the front, but also spontaneous. Would you please just pray for this for me as we've gathered together as members? Um, and for us to corporately pray for people um, and develop more of a sense of, um, you know, we can do the one another's of Scripture in some sense all together, yeah. not only uh, in smaller pockets. That's great. Um, anything else that you guys would say about gathering, assembling in the nature of the church? I feel like we said a lot. Yeah, I mean, just that this is this is for the good of the church. So we're not just trying to be 
you know, legalistic or whatever, you know, about this. But if it, if it says it in the Bible <laughs> and the church is defined in such a way, then that's what's going to be most helpful. What if you're listening to this podcast and you disagree with that definition of the church or don't think that, or think that perhaps the word church has more elasticity in the New Testament or in practice um, than maybe we're saying here? And again, the key question is, as we're saying, if a church calls itself a church, but it never gathers, it's not really a church, biblically speaking, Mm -hmm. at least when the Bible labels a church. So say that that question, somebody would say like, yes, you can be a church, even if you don't gather together and you're listening. What would you say to anybody who's listening and maybe they're in that spot? Yeah, I would say um, we always invite more conversation and, and I, I want to be faithful. And so if, if, we get together and and any of us can be shown that we're we're missing something here then we would we'd love to get together and talk about it and we'd love to get together and talk and try to show you what we mean um so it's not a hey we'll just hear and see what you think maybe you'll change your mind we want to change your minds uh because that's mm-hmm. that, that's our call is to go let's 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 reason together to be as faithful to the bible as we can and i would say well this this seems like a really important thing you know, when we talk about how does membership and leadership work together, responsibility, accountability, shared responsibility and accountability. I think that we're we're seeing how important it is in these days at Bethlehem. Um, it's not a first tier gospel issue, right? And therefore, we are very happy to have you here and do those one another's and take communion with us and sit under preaching, and love our neighbors together, even if you go, here's this second, third tier thing I'm not quite sure I'm on the same page with. You're welcome to be here. We love you. And uh, like Daniel says in every welcome, he does what we share with all other faithful churches is the most important thing about Bethlehem, not where we're unique. And that includes ecclesiology, even though we think it's important. Amen. Brothers, thanks for gathering with me to talk about our opinions about the church. <laughs>